So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. What's going on, everybody? It's the Fasting Below Average Podcast. Uh, it's me, Kamish, and we also have Archie on the line. Archie, do you like how I uh, switch up the cadence a little bit of the opening? I feel like I get a little self-conscious because I say the same thing every time. And you threw me off because I was about to jump in and introduce myself. But I'm normally used to you introducing me, so I'm glad I didn't step on your toes there. I know, I appreciate that. Well, the thing is, is normally we have to like kind of knock the rust off, because it'll be like a week at a minimum <laughs> that we haven't done this. But we're now uh, only a few days since. We did one on, what, Wednesday or Thursday? I think so. So, it's only been like three or four days. This episode is going to be, I don't know how it's going to be because it's spring break so there's not a lot to talk about in the way of things going up on the hill and obviously we want to keep it like listenable so if you wake up you got your heads banging around a little bit you get your you get your boys arching commission on on the track i think the we'll uh we'll talk you through the hangover i think our best bet to get listeners this week is to have somebody remix this into like a trap or house music song so yes if somebody can jump on that, and then, uh, who knows, maybe down in Cabo or something, you'll be hearing us through the through the loudspeakers. Can you imagine that? Like an L-Squid row? They're just playing like... Actually, here's what you gotta do. This would be hysterical. Someone has to have enough of their cadet paycheck left over that they haven't budgeted or something that they can get our intro played over... <laughs> Like over a speaker system at like Squid Row or something in Cabo. Is that something you have to pay for? Yeah, you got to tip the DJ. If you oh, walk up to the oh. DJ and say, "Hey, play this random podcast intro," <laughs> I don't think they're going to be feeling it. <laughs> if you could just tell them to play the FNBA podcast, and they probably know what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I think we're going to try and keep this episode pretty loose. I'm going to try and keep my voice a little mellow. Okay. I have been listening back too, and sometimes I get a little too excitable. Yeah, well, so. it depends on the week, but I don't think, I think people, sometimes we just like to get into the weeds about how this is actually produced, and we may have mentioned this before, but we're in separate states, so we kind yeah. of just are on the phone doing this, so I think people underestimate the, I don't know if rapport is the right word, but it's not that easy to interview or talk, have conversation over the phone, especially when the intent is for entertainment, so um i know and it's normally like a sunday night so we're not normally cracking barleys or or drinking anything so it's kind of uh we kind of pigeonhole ourselves that way true but so given all those excuses that we just made you know what i have to say what's that you guys are doing good yeah so that's good for us like i said if there is anyone nursing a hangover that probably hurt a little bit <laughs> let's talk let's talk a little bit of spring break so we actually just got our and we we're just so bad at timing we probably are not the best people to run this entire FNBA thing anyways because we're always like missing the mark in one way or another. So we didn't tell anybody to bring their flags or anything like that, but we could have definitely had a contest. It would have been cool to see some. Because that's one of my favorite things about this entire thing 
is seeing our flags in random places. Like, we've had it the tops of mountains. Like, we've had it on, like, every continent except, like, Antarctica. And I don't know. It would have just been cool to see. But we ha- we got a submission a little while ago from a cadet girl who won a push-up contest at a place called Mango Deck in Cabo San Lucas. And that was, I was not only proud of her for winning that, but also there's other contests there that are a little more, how you say, outside of the realm of the CSP, perhaps a little, a little like conduct on becoming of an officer. So I am very proud that that cadet won that. That's impressive. That's what you train for. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly who it was against, but like you got a lot of the dudes who get the, get the popcorn muscles going. So if she was going up against guys, especially coming out of like some random state college, going up against them and winning, that's pretty good. Not to mention, you know, her form was probably impeccable. So, yeah. Well, and the other thing was, it was funny how we got the message because it was just like two pictures. And the only reason why I understood what was going on was because I've been there. And so I was like, okay, the people sending us this are feeling no pain, definitely enjoying themselves. So, do you, and I was just thinking about, like, my spring break experiences, I didn't really do anything exciting for the first three, and then I went uh, to Mexico for the last one. You, uh, without giving too much away about your personal life, we could, people could track you down if they find out your history, but... uh, That's true. You did not get to, you had to, you had Air Force duties on your spring break. I did, yeah. Um, did you, were there any fun, did you get to have any fun on those? Um, you know what was fun was for the few people that had to be around the academy during spring break, it's kind of like, uh, it's like a ghost town, you know? So Dude, yeah. it's kind of nice because there's nothing going on. And obviously I'd rather be in Mexico or California or Florida or something, uh, or God yeah. forbid the, uh, southernmost tip of Texas. Um, yeah. But it's kind of it's kind of nice. Like there's literally nobody. There's like maybe sixty people there. Uh, there's yeah. a few of the teams and then a few of the weirdos that <laughs> for some reason didn't leave. And you can kind of just get away with whatever you want. You can uh, you can actually like walk down the hallway and use the bathroom if you want. Um, you know, without resorting to the sink. You can. I can't remember if Mitch's was open. I think Mitch's was open like sporadically. It wasn't all the time, but they did have some times where it was open. But it was just kind of nice, dude. It was like, you know, and then as a freshman, obviously it was it was after recognition. But even so, it was just kind of like that first time you're allowed to explore and go over to your buddies' rooms and stuff. So, yeah, what I'm kind of thinking though is those those Mitch's workers must have been pissed that they have to work on those days because if you come in. I mean, I think the thing that makes Mitch's workers happy is serving a lot of cadets. So if you only have, like, 60 coming in to eat your, your deli platters, your roast beef sandwiches or whatever <laughs> it is, I don't know how exactly you're going to feel about it. I think, I mean, it was a limited staff. There was, like, one table worth of food. There really wasn't a whole lot going on. So I doubt a lot of them were working. Yeah. Depending on your situation, too, um, you got to think that coming back from, like, once spring break hits, school's over. Right, basically, yeah. and the reason why I say depending on your situation, if you, I mean, granted, if you have a uh, like a final coming up or something that you're that's kind of must pass for you, then that kind of sucks. But when you get back, it is everyone just kind of mails it in. Like the grass is a little bit greener. 
you get that week, like we talked about last week or a few days ago, when you just sleep to pass time because you can't stop the clock. It's yeah. that exact same thing. And actually, if you do spring break aggressively, you spend that entire week back kind of getting your body right again, right. just like getting out of that haze. So that's another week. That's kind of a blur. So that was always a good time. It's also when you can stop working out because everybody knows you work out. You don't work out all year. You work out the day before every PT test. And then yeah. <laughs> just, to, just to get a little like see where your baseline's at, you know, like what can I realistically expect here? And then you work out the two weeks before spring break, expecting your body to transform in two weeks. And then once you're done with that, you can just you don't have to do anything because you know ESET's going to get you right back where you need need to be a few months later. So. And what you can do also for those two weeks before spring break is a lot of people think you have to work out to get yourself right for spring break. All you really have to do is go to GNC and buy a ton of supplements yep. and say you're going to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And then right before you're going to go to the gym, you just say, oh, man, I bet it's just all those people down there that, like, you know, they're only doing the spring break, like, beach bod workouts. Like, I bet it's really stupid and crowded. And then you just knock out, like, 20 push-ups in your room. And you're like, honestly, that's pretty good. That works, too. Also, I, um, I'll let you expand on this if you want. But there's a, there's a lot of people that I talk to that are not – I don't know that many people these days are tanning bed people. But a lot of people were uh, pre-spring break tanning bed guys. So, like, the week before they went to Mexico, they'd hit the tanning bed to try and avoid that burn. And everybody knows a tan makes you look about 20 pounds lighter. So, that's really did all you, you need. Uh, did you bring that up because that's what I did and you know that? Yeah, and I was kind of afraid to out you on it, but um, it sounds like you're willing to talk about it. Dude, it was the best, actually. There's a place right next to Buffalo Wild Wings. And what we would do is me and my three buddies, we bought like the tanning passes and it's tanning beds are hilarious because they don't, it's, it's weird. So apparently, and I don't know, there's someone who probably knows exactly what I'm talking about, but that could explain it better than me. And I'm totally probably off, but there's different levels of beds. There's like one, two, three, and four. And apparently like one, what level one does is it just burns the hell out of you like you go in there and the purpose is to get burned and then level four like you don't burn it's tanning but level one if you do it enough i guess it's that whole thing where you burn peel and then you're tan and so the real hardcore people just go level one and i did like a nice level i think i did a level two or level three but you go in there i think i actually still have some minutes left over i gotta go back to colorado (laughs) springs and claim that Maybe we should do a, a contest if somebody wants to win some free minutes. Yeah, if you want to win like 15 minutes in a tanning bed, I got you. Um, but what, what would happen is we would buy the, the tanning like lotion. And it was funny because back then Jersey Shore was real big. So the guys were like, yeah, you got to buy this stuff. It's $85 and it's recommended by Snooki and Pauly D. And so we would buy that stuff and it smelled like vacation. And so we would hit the tanning bed and then go over to Buffalo Wild Wings and have about a dozen beers, just smelling still like the tropics. And it was. Really, I mean, if really if nice. level one, if level one is like burns you that much, you're going to be sweating. So that's kind of your workout right there. That's all it is. And then you got then you need the protein and the carbs. Yeah, and, and you got to think like going off base is kind of a workout in and of itself because you got to walk down to the parking lot. And whether that's Cy John, I mean, Cy John's a little more intense, but you get the long burn going to lower two dig. 
So. Yeah, side john's a hit workout, the high intensity <laughs> interval training, and exactly. then uh, going from Vandy is more of the list. What is that? Long? I don't know. Yeah. Longer run, longer training type cardio source. Yeah, precisely. Um, I did see some of the. I, I also was looking up, like I always do the search for the academy, and there are the cadets who were going to do build for Habitat for Humanity, and they listed the places that were going. Not terrible, but not great. Like Houston, uh, I think like Corpus Christi. Uh, there was like a place, one place in California, Oklahoma City, a few places. I've just realized the cadets that do that, I'm not, I'm being 100% genuine here when I say shout out to them because they are. Yeah, thanks better. for making us all feel bad. <laughs> well, they, and they make the academy look good. That's the thing. And they are doing something that I would never, I'm just too, I'm too selfish. I think that's the thing. Like, yeah, those people who are really, really good at community service and stuff, like, I mean, shout out to them. Yeah, that is, that's something I feel like people don't talk about enough because I, I mean, we've all done some sort of volunteering in our lives, I would hope. Yeah. But I really, I, sound like a terrible person saying this, but I don't like doing that, <laughs> you know? Like, I, some, but some people get so much joy out of volunteering. Dude, like, I will think They legitimately so. feel the warmth of helping people. And yeah. I get there and I start looking at my watch immediately. I'm like, when is, when is this thing over? Yeah. It's like being in church. Yeah. Um, well, I also think when you get back... Well, see, here's the other thing. If you're, like, out and you're... If you're building homes and that's what you're doing... The other thing is I was thinking the people who come back on from spring break, you have the... I wouldn't say it's 50-50 because you have the people who may have just gone home or done something kind of kind of mellow. Maybe they drove up. That's a, an underrated spring break is just driving up to the mountains and doing a ski week, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. That's pretty underrated. Um, but the, peop- the stark difference between the people who went just balls to the wall and partied and then the people who went to Habitat for Humanity, when they come back, just their two different perspectives. Like, oh, I spent <laughs> my spring break helping people. Like, I... Um, made some questionable decisions like those two kind of dichotomy um, and i spent about three thousand dollars yeah but the people who go do the habitat for humanity they're probably coming back sore too right just different kinds of sore yeah i'm trying to think i'm trying to think like of the best trip that i had during the academy i would i would probably say it was cabo 60 days was great but did you feel like during your summers because you weren't didn't get spring break did you feel like you had to go like harder like go like have more crazy plans no not not necessarily because enough time passed by then that it was like nothing really happened what what did end up becoming like my pseudo spring break was the kind of dead week period before graduation when you weren't graduating and the problem with that was every year was different it was like one year is like, yeah, everybody has off four days. You can leave if you want. Yeah. And then the next day is like, you're only allowed to leave if it's a wedding or a funeral or something. Once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. So it kind of changed, but we would take advantage of those and go try and do stuff during that time. Imagine trying to get off during during those times when you couldn't go and like planning a funeral. Like, yeah, my buddy's having a funeral in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. How'd your buddy pass away? Oh, he's fine. We're just having a funeral for him. No, they start asking questions, and then you just you flip it on them. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't, really don't want to talk about this right now. Yeah, how dare you in my time of suffering? But <laughs> when you just go and lose all your money there. 
I think the key is to have fun. You basically just lose a lot of money. Um, I think losing a lot of money leads to trying to forget about losing a lot of money, yeah. which then leads to uh, feeling really bad in the, in the morning and having a raging headache. Yeah. Uh, well, but see, then the cycle continues. See, and actually, I forget too that uh, cadets only get paid once a month. They don't get paid on the first and fifteenth. And uh, how much were cadet paychecks? I was trying to think about this the other day. Like uh, senior year, highest level. My first year, they were like a grand a month. But you got to think, you really have absolutely no bills. I, I mean, some people have like, well, no, that's not true because I had like insurance and stuff. But uh, I, I was on my parents' uh, phone bill until until almost well like i said almost the end of senior year and this goes back to that story about why i uh why i got restricted was because i got a new phone more or less and actually Thanks, the reason dad. why i got a new phone was because i kept losing my phone on tehan and i lost it twice and i went to t-mobile under my parents account and just got a new phone they didn't even ask me any questions i think that's the thing that was the most concerning was how easy it was for me to get a phone and i didn't tell my parents i wasn't trying to be sneaky i was just i don't know what i thought like i, I was just like the dumbest kid in the world i guess and they got real mad and so i was like okay like they got the bill for the new phone yeah but it wasn't i think what happened was it wasn't all coming at once they just they and they didn't check it they would just kind of pay it whatever and then one month they checked and they were like why are there three phones on here that we're paying for <laughs> I was like, oh, because they're all at Blondie's in the toilet, <laughs> so not so oh, not so great. But yeah, I mean, you can. It's impressive what you can do with little cadet ingenuity. But if you think about it, I think the way to do spring break, if you want to do something like kind of wild, is you buy your tickets in like January, and then you just save a little bit of that each month, so you can have stuff to go out with, and then the. Uh, what we did to save money, like when I went to Mexico, was we just got the worst flights ever. We had a flight to like <laughs> Phoenix, and then we flew to like Texas. And Texas, listen to this, we had an overnight, and we landed in uh, Midland, Odessa. And so when we touched down in Midland, Odessa, it was like 2 in the morning. And our plan, this is how dumb we were. Our plan was we're just going to find a bar and just drink there because our flight was at 6. So we're like, well, they'll kick us out at like 2. And then, I don't know, we'll just go back to the airport and hang out. And we were on the flight, and we were getting pretty rowdy. And this lady was like, hey, what's your guys' plan? She kind of overheard it. And she was like, no, the Midland Odessa airport closes at like 8 o'clock. And oh, she yeah. said, oh, they're going to lock you out. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just get an Uber. She was like, I don't think you know much about Midland Odessa. There's no Uber. And so uh, she told us that we could go to her house. And we basically told, yeah, we told her, we were like, we, lady, we will drink you dry if you take us to your house. <laughs> and she was like, no, seriously, let me tell my husband. So she picks us up. Turns out um, he was an oil man, gorgeous house, and their kid played for the Mariners. And so they, like, loved having some younger guys there. And uh, we did. We They told us, help yourselves to anything, and we found their liquor cabinet, and they had a little Johnny Walker Blue label in there. By a little, I mean a case. So we had a little... Wait, so just to get things clear, like she was sitting near you guys on the plane. Buddy, she saw four drunk grown men, yes, acting fools on an airplane, and she goes, please come over to my house. And (laughs) normally that's like a murder story, but we were like, whatever. I mean, 
I guess Cabo oh, hasn't choice. happened yet. On the way back, I definitely would have done it. But yeah, we we decided to do it. So she, her husband, picks us up, and this was the guy. It was funny because I got to think about this if I was in his shoes. Like, what is my what? Like, this is worse than bringing home a puppy. It's bringing home four dudes. So we get in the car, and she drives around. She shows they show us the stadium uh, where Friday Night Lights, like where that opening scene was. They took us on a tour of their town. Lovely place, and uh, and they got us tacos and chips and queso, and brought us back to their house and just hung out with us. Uh, next morning at 5.30, her husband was driving us to the airport, too. So That's, it was like it, the kindness of strangers in that. That was absolutely unreal. I don't know what we would have tr- done with that. The trip could not have gone more downhill from there. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the trip. It was great. <laughs> I mean, I had a good time. It was just like uh, it was a little bit of a wild experience. But, yeah, yeah. it was a good time. Um, so There are I, still good people out there. There are. Well... And I don't know. I the one thing that I do regret, we actually got her address. Then I think somebody lost it because we wanted to send them like a fruit basket or like a a nice like crocheted sweater or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably didn't do that. No, like send them a deli platter from Mitch's, some nice roast beef. <laughs> I think that would have been the play, but we didn't. I'm probably a little rude of us. Anyway, um, we are off the rails. So let's get into some segments. We've only got a couple. But we'll talk first behind enemy lines. So once again, not a whole lot going on, but this one comes out of Navy. So Coach Lolo broke his silence, I guess, uh, gave a press conference. Broke his said, silence? What does that even mean? Coming off a mediocre season? I mean, broke his silence like he didn't say anything. Like, he didn't, I don't think he brought it up. But So he came out and gave an interview and said, pretty much he said, well, it starts with me. I need to do better as a coach. And normally you would kind of pat somebody on the back for making a statement like that, but then he just made a million excuses afterwards. He was like, well, we played UCF, which was the only group of five team to get a New Year's Day Bowl. And then he said, oh, well, we also played Notre Dame, and they made it into the playoffs. And the best quote that I've ever seen, I guess he's been asking for a lot of upgrades and basically asking for more money, which I think Navy probably has more money as a program than Army and Air Force do. And for at least the last few years, we've been – like whipping on Navy. So, uh, but the quote that he gave was not everybody gets what football gets. That's just the truth. I don't want to hear that. So-and-so is not getting muscle milk. My response is that so-and-so is not playing Notre Dame. So completely cutting down every other sport and basically saying that because they're on the scale and they play Notre Dame, uh, that they deserve more. I don't a hundred percent disagree. I mean, it's true, like, football is one of the biggest money-making institutions, like, sports institutions. We have a little bit of an anomaly because our hockey program is so good, so they bring in, I would imagine, some decent money. I haven't seen the breakdown, but a hilarious comment. Do you have any takes on that? I just think it's kind of funny because who is he pointing at that is getting funding that they shouldn't? Like, is he, like, that damn fencing team getting the $20,000 a year they get to barely cover travel and, and food? Like, we should get more of that. I don't understand. Like, are they taking money from football and reallocating it to sports that are less popular? I mean, clearly someone has someone has come to him with a – either someone has come to him or it was heard through the grapevine that there was a complaint about muscle milk for him to rattle that one off the top of his head. I mean, that's got to be coming from I mean, somewhere. It's just so. – it's all politics. You're going to try and get as much money for your program as you can because it's your job and it's your livelihood – 
Yeah, I mean the thing like that's definitely the case, and it's I understand the economics of it, but it's like I I don't think a football coach thinks in terms of how much money they're bringing in. Maybe that has to do with them getting the pat on the back or whatever. But I think at the end of the day, they just care about winning football games. So I think it was a little, maybe a little bit odd. Maybe there's kind of a trouble in paradise, a little bit of crisis that's going on with, uh, with Navy athletics. And and I don't know, it's not, it doesn't even make any sense to really speculate, but what I would imagine is that they're, they probably were, he's probably referencing like the new budget coming out and whatever they were allocated. I'm sure people were kind of complaining. I think, and I'm, I'm just kind of, this is right off the right off the dome right now that this kind of thought process is building. But I think it's difficult for service academy football team football programs more more so the athletic departments to analyze and decide when it's time to cut ties with a coach. I think it's more difficult for these service academies to do that than it is for a low level school like a Liberty University or you know Villanova, someone who is not a football school. All they need to do if they're like a Liberty or something like that is put up decent numbers within their conference and win, right? But it's almost like yeah. in the service academies, it's like we talked about this a million times. It's almost like the win-loss record is secondary to beating the other service academies, especially at Navy and Army. It's like if you aren't beating, um, you know, if you're Navy and you're not beating Army probably every other year, then you're kind of on the hot seat. But then you look back at the history and it's like, well, you know, he had like 10 straight wins before that. So is this just because it's, it's Army's time or is it because something's actually changing? And I think it's hard for the athletic programs to actually kind of determine when do we cut ties because we have so much history and he's brought us these kind of wins. And I think we've talked about the same thing with Calhoun. It's like, it's like, it's, it's just a different kind of ball game rather than it's very easy if you're LSU or Florida. If you don't win games, you get fired pretty much within two seasons. I could not agree more. I think uh, the, the biggest problem is that there's no metric. There's no point of comparison. It's not like you can say, oh, well, look at all these other triple option teams. You're right. And, and even really the only other, uh, I mean, D1 F, FCS team that that isn't a service academy that runs triple option is Georgia Tech, and I don't, I don't even think they're a good point of comparison when it comes to, okay, how should our team be doing, that kind of thing, because they have a little bit of an easier time recruiting than we do. But, yeah, it, it's just hard to see, and especially when you, how you brought up those really small teams. I think what those really small teams do is just, they just say, okay, we're going to bring in the absolute best person that we can afford. We're going to bring in the person with the most Power 5 experience, that kind of thing, and they're going to work out. Because at the end of the day, you're playing against guys who weren't heavily recruited. That's not, you know, it's a mixed bag right. of players. So it's easy to kind of, you can you can string together wins. Like, look at, uh, who was it? Old Dominion this year. They beat Virginia Tech. Like, are they a good team? I know they're, I know they're good. They, the, the program is relatively young. But there's, there's an element of luck right. with that that came along with it. it. To have that consistency is what's really tough. So that's what smaller teams don't have to deal with. I think service academies are kind of on the cusp to where we do compete against those bigger teams, against some Power 5 teams, but at the same time, we need to balance that with just getting in somebody who's good, who can manage kind of a hodgepodge group of guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we do bring in some decent, some decently big-time recruits, but then there's a few guys who we bring in who aren't 100% 
ready and we have to develop them and that's something that the big schools don't really have to do and so yeah i totally agree i think they that we do get stuck in it because it's like okay when is the time to move on um but then you also have the other factors in in play that we're not paying coaches the same amount that you know it's hard to comp them uh to other schools and giving them tenure I mean, I'm sure it's easier to keep a guy than it is to fire him when it comes yeah, to money. Sure. But I don't know. What I would like to say, I mean, after the after the spring football game, I do find it really odd that Coach Calhoun doesn't make statements at least like these or, or doesn't have a lot of media time. I know he kind of has his, uh, for lack of a better word, problems with Brett Brigham whatever it is. I mean, I don't want to speak out of turn or speculate, but I know that they have had in you know kind of a rocky uh, history together with kind of blowing up a little bit. But I would have loved to have seen some kind of statement. It's just weird. It's weird being a Falcons fan and going into each season really blind. Like, what are the coaches thinking? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You get to a certain point where I don't think it's – I don't think that's gamesmanship. I don't think you're holding anything close to the chest, but give us fans I something. And I, I think <laughs> – Something I think to read. That's ex- – like – you you're literally just providing nothing radio silence until august and even when we get to august like we saw this year you can't get anything out of them it's it's like the big decisions are being made and we're just not telling anybody like what is not knowing you think teams out there are really worried about who the defensive coordinator was like are the schemes really going to change that much no because we recruit and we get similar type defensive players every year obviously some are going to be better than others but we have to play football a certain way due to basically lack of ability to get massive players on, on the front line. So it's yeah. like, dude, you don't need, you're not getting up in front of the, the Gazette and telling the rest of the Mountain West, you know, the exact plays you're going to be running against them, but at least just give the fans something. Give us something, to, some kind of idea of what's going on with the program and where you're trying to take it. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's – and that goes back to it, too. Like, that whole fan experience. How are how are we going to bring in fans if they don't know anything about the team? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if if somebody comes back from – if somebody's considering – and it, I, that would go into considering buying season tickets for me. I'm like, what direction is this team going to take? How can I follow it? And let's get I mean, some more storylines outside of just, like, the typical cadet BS. Like, it's a very easy timeline yeah. to follow. Like, okay, yes, he goes to Arrow in the morning, and then he – works out and goes to the quarterback room and then he studies hard at night but that's not why people like following players they like following players for more of like the personal background stuff that might be what intrigues the the once a year springs um resident that comes to the game for like the tradition and stuff but if you want to actually build and grow a fan base you need to promote the players a little bit more and i think that's another weird thing with service academies because they're not going to go pro more than likely and it is all about the team because that's what like the whole military shtick is. So it's, I don't know. You know what? I agree with you and disagree with you on that. The only thing that I disagree with is that is not true. I don't think that it's hard to get storylines out of players. And that's shown by the Showtime series that they did on, they've done, I think they've done one on West Point. Maybe they did an online thing for West Point, but they did the Showtime series for Navy football. Yeah, that's true. And so, I literally, before you even brought that up, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, maybe we need like a hard knock style show, something to kind of reinvigorate, or at least show Coach Calhoun and company that it's not bad if people get a peek behind the curtain a little bit. Yeah. Because 
that was they built up the story. I know about Zach Aby because of that from That's Navy, true. their yeah. quarterback, and I I know a lot about him. And quite frankly, I root for him a little bit outside of any rivalry that we have with that, with Navy. So he's I think he's an interesting player, and and he what got injured this year. So the other thing yeah. that's crazy is like in today's day and age, it doesn't you don't have to put it on Showtime. You yeah. I guarantee you, there's a cadet down there that works media better than some people who work Showtime. And you give him, basically, you bring him onto the team. They have media people. We know that. But you could very easily, with, like, four cadets, produce high-quality 20-minute YouTube videos twice a week about yeah. what, what goes on and get a little bit more personal and build a little bit of a storyline. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's like, yeah, we see little graphics with people's names on it and stuff, but... We, I'd rather see more of like the personal stuff because I wanted to get to know the players going into the season. It's going to make me care more. Yeah, and I think I yeah that's that's completely true. And it's funny because it's like the stories that we do get, like out of I would say that the storylines not to not to pat ourselves on the back, but like hearing last year from Arian Worthman and Ronald Cleveland, like when we talked to them. And when we talk to some of the players, I think that's their. They talked to us and gave us interesting information about themselves, without giving too much away. Like no one could have listened to that and done anything, you know. And uh, and then the only other people who are really doing anything about it is kind of a double edged sword because it's it's the Gazette when they write about like uh, who was it, Cade Remsburg, who proposed to his fiance, and then right. like Garrett Coppola with his story with his family and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think it needs to step up. Probably needs to come from Air Force Creative, or like you said, think out of the box, get some cadets on it, that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. dang, a little football talk in uh, late yeah, March. Get, get me all worked up, man. Yeah. All right. So we got uh, two more segments. Next, we have cadet rule change, and this one goes to basically still in the same vein as spring break. Uh, and my idea was, I think zero zero one three is outdated. The whole, what is it, zero DUIs, zero underage? Uh, zero if you're drinking. Yeah. Zero underage, one drink per hour, three drinks per night. Yeah. I think it's I think it's really unrealistic. Uh, first of all, who gets, <laughs> who gets DUIs anymore? Like, I know they happen, but how? who gets DUIs? Like, Uber is so easy and it's, like, cheap. Like, I, I just don't understand. Anyway, uh, besides that, it's unrealistic because... You know, you have you have three Bud Lights. That's that's I like mean, a that's, that's like having three three waters. Yeah, you can you could definitely like drive after that. I mean, I'm not saying you should, but I'm I'm sure that if they give you a breathalyzer, you would probably be well within the legal limit. Uh, however, you knock back three like four locos. <laughs> yeah, three four locos. <laughs> You're going to be down for the count. So, and especially on spring break, when it comes to spring break. Uh, where people aren't driving, so they have a plan. And you you know on spring break when they have those, like, Miami Vices served in the in the yards? No, I don't. Like the plastic, like, tube drink? Oh, it's like the frozen? Yeah, those things yeah. are like 60 ounces. Are you going to count that as one? And it's all different measurements. So anyways, I'll cut to the chase. Uh, I think the new standard should be you have to be able to recite Schofield's quote We'll say uh, 80% correct. I think 80% is a good pass rate. You can't have an excellent ride every time, you know? Who's the judge? I don't know. Uh, wingman. Okay. You preach the wingman concept. All right. 
So we'll do wingmen um, have to judge it. So your buddy, he starts getting a little drunk. Hey, man, go and drop Schofield's quote on me. When you, when he's the weirdo sitting there talking in like 18th or 19th century platitudes in the corner <laughs> to you. Everyone might look at him a little bit strange. But if he passes 80, keep drinking. Go get another Miami Vice. Then you just test him again an hour later. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be good. I like Although, that. The only thing is I've found, I've found that um, when people are having fun, people tend to almost get better at like the military knowledge thing sometimes. Yeah, you're right. So but it's that's, kind of, I mean, or at still least though, get you're getting the job done. Yeah. And you're getting the job done too. So I don't know, but I think yeah. maybe that's a rule change that needs to work on it, but it, I think it's a better solution than zero zero one three. I mean, yeah. Zero zero one three needs to change, but yeah. All right, this uh, is, we're just in beta testing right now. We'll have to roll out some more <laughs> ideas. We'll try it out the next time we're uh, <laughs> next time we're drinking together. All right, the last one is going to be before minutes is soups list, and this week we have another special spring break edition soups list of mixers available at Mitch's. So Mitch's does a great job of uh, not only providing the nutrition through edible food, but also uh, hydration through their various liquids that they have. So I picked out three that I think would make delightful mixers uh, if you're trying to save some money. I guess the points kind of doesn't really matter now because it's not like they can go get stuff from Mitch's. But if you were to, uh, what are a few mixers that you would pick uh, to pair with some nice alcoholic beverages to enjoy your spring break? All right, let's do it. All right, what's your first one? My first one is the V8 Splash that they Ooh. have. They have a few different flavors, but the yeah. cool thing about it is it's vegetables and fruit. So yeah. you can kind of go, and I'm not a Bloody Mary guy, but I'm all about versatility. So you can kind of go like the Bloody Mary kind of aspect, a little bit of fruit. Yeah. Or you can just go, it's kind of like a mixture between a screwdriver and a Bloody Mary. So I think it's a nice little mix, a little, little healthy in-between for a little vodka and a little V8 splash. Yeah. I like that. I feel like that could, uh, I mean, depending on the flavor, you could you could even whip it up and make like a little frozen concoction. Okay. You know what I mean? Put it in the blender, some V8 splash, and then you could even garnish it because it's got the vegetables. You could garnish it with like a celery stick. I know. By then, you're going to leave spring break in better shape than you got there. Yeah. You do that. So that's a good one. Uh, mine is Peach Punch. I don't know if they still have this. I actually need to really find it because it was like... It was literally nectar to me when they would have peach punch. It was so good. It's got this, I forget, I don't even know what the deal is with it, but it comes in like the the carton, and that's a versatile boy right there. That's a versatile <laughs> one. Uh, you could mix, you could do anything like you said. If you want a little cleaner, just do a little vodka. You could add maybe some, uh, you could add maybe some, some tequila, Make kind of like a, it's almost got like a peachy margarita flavor. I think that'd be really good. You could even do, you want to get real nasty, take like a, take some tequila, blend that up, and then, and then dump in some Corona. That's a little life hack for you there. There's a lot, that's a lot going on there. Like, you ever, you ever seen one of those, those at like Chili's? They have the margarita and then they turn the, uh, yeah, the Corona Rita. Yeah, Coronita. Coronita. That could be pretty good. Do Do you remember the Peach Punch? Yeah, I do. I, it's actually a, a lot of, there's a lot of juices. And what I've come to realize is the best juices were in the cartons. And dude, yeah. th- there should be, 
a carton for every two people at the table. Yeah. Because I, dude, I can slug half a carton in one sitting easily, especially if it's lemonade or the peach punch or the uh, mixed berry kind of minute made that they had. The other thing, what's a, okay. The blue glasses grow up. Yusafa grow up. Those are like four ounces. And they're all cracked on the bottom. I'm assuming yeah. they got new ones since we left, but you no. would literally pour your glass and every single person, half of it would be gone before you touched it because it's just leaking out of the bottom. Dude, grow up. Those are... Dude, don't give me a sippy cup. Yeah, that's trash. Give me like a... Like a 40-ounce guzzler cup. <laughs> Fill it up with peach punch. <laughs> yeah, give me a big gulp cup. Yeah. All right, what's your next one? My next one is Gatorade. So, kind of on the same line to V8. Probably have to go with a clear uh, alcohol, unless you're just an absolute psycho. Uh, <laughs> but it hydrates you. It kind of works in two ways. You'll get a little bit drunk, and you'll also be rehydrating yourself. So, I'm actually surprised people don't use Gatorade as a mixer more often. Uh, yeah, I feel like the... I feel like the salt does something to you weird. Because um, salt helps you, like, retain water, but then I think... Or no, I think it's... Yeah, it helps you retain water, and then to a certain point it does something with your... I don't know. I don't want to go above my uh, my mental pay grade here, but I don't know. That would be the only issue, I think. But other than that, yeah, Gatorade is one of the most refreshing beverages on the planet, so having a few of those with some vodka mixed in be pretty good. Um... Another thing you could do, and I was just thinking about this. You know how they have the, uh, you know how they have the seltzers, the hard seltzers now. Yeah. You could do like a double hitter combo and pour in some Gatorade into a spike seltzer, and then hit that with a little, top that off with a little more vodka. Ooh. Then you get a yeah. little fizzy. It's kind of like when you're a little kid and you mix all the drinks at the, uh, at the soda fountain. I think that'd be good. All right, my next one is uh, coffee. So the, you got to hang on with me with this one, but coffee is sometimes when you're doing spring break, especially on like day three or day four, you start to drag a little bit. You might want to, you might be thinking about ordering most, especially if you're at a, uh, an all-inclusive resort, but if you do a little coffee and hit it with some, if you want to go soft, you can go Bailey's, but you can also just go whiskey. Uh, that'll get you right. It sets your day off. That's a, that's like a man's drink right there. That's that's a hardcore. That girl that won the uh, push-up contest, I guarantee you that's what she drank that morning. Well, insider source giving us that information. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could also do, you could even do, hit your cold brew. That's That'd another thing. Depending yeah. on where you're at, get yourself, go to Dunkin' Donuts, get yourself a, no, I mean, no free ads, go to Fast and Eat Below Average. We might start selling coffee. But, yeah, go ahead and get you some cold brew and pour a little whiskey in that. No one's the wiser. Go on your hike. And then you're getting a little caffeine and a little alcohol. Yeah, that's the OG recipe for Four loco right there, <laughs> if you want to know. I think there's some B vitamins. You might have to hit it with some five-hour energy. Yeah, and like... But the other thing about the coffee at Mitch is that I always remember is they say that it's Starbucks, but they all taste the exact same, and they're kind of burnt. Yeah, but it's, there's an endless supply for the most part. That is true. Big, I, and I realized that that after I after I graduated, I went to Starbucks one time and I got a Pike's Place roast. Because normally when I go to Starbucks as a cadet, I would even get like the lattes and stuff. But I, one time I got a Pike's Place roast, and that's what they always had at Isafa. And I drank it, and I was like, this tastes nothing like the... <laughs> 
burnt rubber water <laughs> that I used to put in my Dean approved mug. Oh, yep. do you remember those? Yep. Dean approved mugs. Well, Oof. it's funny because kids have you make now. like eighty gallons of coffee. For some reason, the consistency isn't perfect. So, okay, I like you making. Excuses hey, I'm just trying to keep Mitch's um, relevant. Yeah. All right. What's your uh, next my last one? one? Is chocolate milk. So. I don't know, what would you have to do? Maybe like some Kahlua? Maybe, it'd have to be very specific. Uh, Bro, you can make a mean mudslide with that. You could take like some chocolate milk, mix in a little, um, mix in some rum. and some, okay, Rum would be good. Some Baileys, mix that Baileys in. Baileys would be good. Do a little ice and then some chocolate. And, well, you could maybe oh, set it syrup. off with a little bit of, yeah, a little chocolate syrup more. Kind of a drizzle. Yep. Top it with some whipped cream and a cherry. Can't have too many of those though. No, it's a lot of sugar. But but once again, that goes that that milk, that chocolate milk is good for recovery. It's just as good as Gatorade, if not better. That's what I'm saying. You get a little protein. I've Dude, seen all the commercials. You have, if you have whiskey cold brew in the morning, and then after you win your push-up contest afterwards, chase that with a little bit of chocolate milk with alcohol in it. I mean, that's the food pyramid that you read about. I mean, yeah. That's I think that's pretty much what's going on. Uh, that's a really good one. So my last one is going to be sweet tea. I, they didn't have sweet tea very often, but I will tell you, uh, freshman, well, no, it wasn't freshman year because I wasn't 21, so there's no way I was drinking this. But uh, at some point, I went to Ohio State after they had hired uh, their new coach, Urban Meyer. And, well, he's I guess he's their old coach now, but... And someone was drinking what was called Bourbon Myers, and I didn't know what it was. And it turns out it was just sweet tea mixed with bourbon. And uh, it didn't really taste that good, but they go down really smooth, and they kind of, they get you pretty hammered. So <laughs> that's what, that's why it doesn't but, taste good, but it goes down smooth. Well, yeah, but you know what I was just thinking, and I'm reading, my, I'm seeing my notes, seeing the sweet tea and peach punch together. Could you imagine the sweet tea mixed with peach punch? Do you do you like Arnold Palmer's? Oh yeah, that would be like an Arnold Palmer for the ages, bro. Yeah, that'd be an ultra combination. Yeah, I think one of these. Like I think for one of these podcasts, we should sit down and have like a sampling of each one of these. I know. I think that's a good idea. Maybe we do this on a Friday yeah. night rather than Sunday afternoon before a week of work. Or. We just mail it in and just say, all right, we're doing this on Sunday. We'll deal with the consequences <laughs> later. We could do that, too. <laughs> I feel like we got to wait till we're in the same location for that, though. I don't know. Um, okay. So those that's our segment. So let's do the last one. Let's do minutes. You want me to take it? Yeah. You got the wheel. Fastneatbelowaverage.com. Fastneatbelowavg.com. We've talked about the koozies for a while. They're finally live, so check out Instagram and Facebook for our uh, low-budget commercial that we made. Um, you'll yeah. recognize the, one of the voices on there, and I think it's a pretty funny koozie. So when you're, if you're one of those guys who carries a koozie around all the time in the summer, I think this would be a good one to have in your back pocket. They're good, bro. Use them at the gym. If you're drinking Bud Lights <laughs> and you want to hide it at the gym, yeah, that's, just bring it in there. That's perfect. Like, sir, was that a Bud Light? No. <laughs> it's clearly a canned Gatorade. Yeah, it's a Gatorade. All right, cool. Well, yeah, we uh, hope you enjoyed this spring break episode. We will talk to you next Later. week. Bye. So, yeah, I can be a pilot.
At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air.